Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. A former U.S. governor was hit with criminal charges over his role in an environmental catastrophe. Today on Parse Per Billion, we speak with an environmental law professor about just how unusual this is and about whether other elected officials should start getting nervous. Hello and welcome back once again to Parse Per Billion, the environmental podcast from Bloomberg Law. I'm your host, David Schultz. It's been five years, one month, and five days since the mayor of Flint, Michigan, declared a state of emergency. That was when most people outside of Flint first realized something had gone very, very wrong with the city's drinking water. Of course, for the roughly 100,000 people who lived in Flint, the crisis began much earlier when, in an attempt to save money, the city switched its water source to the heavily polluted Flint River without preparing or treating its aging network of lead pipes. As has been documented in voluminous court filings and scientific studies since then, this polluted water eroded the untreated lead pipes and exposed the entire city, including its children, to extreme amounts of lead and other poisonous contaminants. Several lower-level people who worked for the city and the state were subsequently hit with criminal charges, but more than five years after the crisis made headlines, prosecutors are now aiming about as high as they could possibly go. Last week, Michigan's attorney general filed two misdemeanor charges of willful neglect of duty against Rick Snyder, the governor of Michigan, during the lead up to and the aftermath of the Flint crisis. Snyder is fighting the charges, which his attorneys argue are, quote, wholly without merit. But it's worth noting just how rare this all is. Government employees and especially elected officials are rarely held personally liable, let alone criminally liable, for the decisions they make on the job. That's because of a legal principle called sovereign immunity, and it comes into play a lot after a big environmental disaster when the victims are trying to use the courts to get some accountability. Could the Flint crisis and its aftermath be a sign that sovereign immunity is changing? I pose that question to Bob Percival, a law professor at the University of Maryland who heads up its environmental law program. Percival says he doesn't actually think that sovereign immunity will change that much as a result of the Flint crisis, and he says, depending on the evidence that comes out, Michigan prosecutors may actually have a pretty tough time trying to get a conviction against Snyder. Well, it's it's very unusual for criminal charges to be brought against government officials. But then again, the Flint situation was so outrageous that uh, I thought that if they had the evidence to back up such criminal charges, it would be appropriate to bring them. Uh, so I think the case will depend a lot on what was on the governor's cell phone when they took it. 
because otherwise it's it it's very hard to prove cases like this uh, because it depends upon uh, what the governor knew when he knew it and how he acted in response to information. Did they try to cover it up? Um, and that presumably will all come out in court. Right. I've heard some people say that this is going to be kind of a difficult case for the prosecutors to make, uh, precisely because you mentioned that, you know, it's very rare that that elected officials get charged with environmental crimes. Uh, do you agree with that? Or do you think it, it that the prosecutors will uh, be able to, to convict? Well, again, I, I think it will all depend on the evidence that they have. If they're able to show that uh, he knew that people were being poisoned and that this was a serious health problem, and instead of acting to alleviate the problem, he just tried to cover it up, uh, then it's more likely that he could be convicted. But then again, the charge is willful neglect of duty. So you have to show more than just, oh, he screwed up. But if you can prove deliberate attempts to cover it up and not taking any actions to try to alleviate the harm to public health, uh, then it's more likely they'd be able to convict him. Let's let's take a step back and talk about the overall concept of sovereign immunity. Um, I see a lot of tort cases against public officials get dismissed for this reason. Can you explain a little bit about why that is and, and how sovereign immunity works uh, when it comes to environmental cases and environmental torts? Well, sovereign immunity is sort of a default doctrine. It's based on an ancient concept that we inherited from British common law, the notion that uh, individuals could not sue the king uh, and government entities then kind of inherited that immunity. But it's always subject to being waived if legislation is passed. And in most of the federal environmental statutes, Congress has actually regulated federal entities when they're involved in pollution situations and allowed them to be sued if they violate the law. Um, And under the federal environmental laws, criminal liability is imposed whenever there's an intentional violation of the law. Now, it's a different situation, though, when it's not the state who's actively violating some regulation, but it's state officials who are supervising uh, what the government does to protect people. Uh, And yet, even then, if the actions by the government officials are so outrageous and so willful in neglecting to do what everyone would agree would be their duty to protect the public, then in those circumstances, criminal liability can be imposed. Right. And I think that's come into play in the the Flint case and that we've seen, I would say, roughly half a dozen, maybe more uh, elected officials or public officials who were serving at the city level or at the state level face criminal charges or at least, you know, be held personally liable for what happened in Flint. And I know that some of those questions about waiving sovereign immunity went all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, you know, why why is the Flint case different in that these officials did not, uh, were not able to uh, uh, claim sovereign immunity here? Well, here you had uh, 
lots of evidence of really gross misconduct uh, that they knew about the health harm and not only did nothing to alleviate it, but actually tried to cover it up, lied about it. Um, and in those circumstances, that those actions are so outrageous that the courts that have looked at this uh, were not doing the usual bending over backwards to protect government officials by saying, well, your qualified immunity should protect you um, because we don't want to be deterring people from serving in government and always second-guessing what they do. Once you reach a certain point where what's happening is so outrageous, uh, then they're not going to find that they're immune from liability, even under the criminal laws. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. You need a company with extensive experience in specialized insurance. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and helping provide coverage that suits your needs. The Hartford offers insurance solutions that help mid to large sized businesses like yours effectively manage risk from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. With extensive experience in underwriting, risk engineering services, and claims, The Hartford goes beyond the expected to deliver innovative, customizable solutions and service that your industry, that your business, demands. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. So let's talk about how this could play out in the future. And I, you kind of alluded to this earlier, but I wonder if the Flint case was so unusual and so egregious that it won't really have any bearing on future environmental catastrophes or whether we could see this case used as a model when there's, you know, an oil spill or, um, you know, some kind of really awful environmental disaster uh, where we could see, you know, mayors or governors or city council members held personally liable in the future based on, on what happened with Flint? Well, I would hope that what comes out of Flint would be something that would be a warning that government officials have to be proactive as soon as they have evidence that harm is occurring. Um, when it comes to the oil spills, for example, the federal government did hold BP criminally liable for the oil spill in the Gulf, but it was the corporation itself that was held criminally liable and not the individual executives. The only individuals who were criminally charged as a result of the uh, BP spill were some workers on the oil rigs who allegedly had uh, deleted text messages and that was considered destroying evidence. So while there was a, a very large fine against the corporation that was imposed criminally, and the significance of that is they can't deduct that from their taxes as they could do with the normal civil penalty. And then, I mean, sir, the, the, the federal oversight officials who were supposed to be checking to make sure everything was okay at the 
the site uh, at the Deepwater Horizon site. None of them were held criminally liable, right? No, and you know, their I think their activities would be considered, you know, perhaps negligent, but it wasn't the kind of situation where they, you know, knew something and they knew that it required action and then tried to cover it up. And I think that's one of the reasons why the oil rig workers were charged criminally because by deleting the text messages, they were trying to cover up um, what was known at the time the spill was about to happen. So it sounds like based what you're saying is that, you know, the bar for uh, public officials being held uh, liable for environmental disasters is still really high. It hasn't gone down, uh, you know, or it hasn't moved since the Flint crisis. It's still as high as it ever was. Am I, you know, understanding you correctly? Yeah, I, I think that that's true. Um, and yet I would think that um, the mere fact that these charges are being brought, even if the governor is acquitted, uh, will have a deterrent effect to make sure that public officials in the future uh, respond as quickly as possible and not try to cover up instances of where they knew that people were being harmed and uh, deliberately decided not to take actions that it was possible for them to have taken. Yeah, because that's another thing I was thinking about is, is what if there, let's say there's a, you know, city council meeting and there's a, a mayor gets, uh, you know, some advice from one of uh, his or her advisors saying, you know, hey, we need to spend more money on this wastewater treatment plan or we could have a you know, huge environmental disaster. And the mayor says, well, you know, I'd like to do that, but I also want to spend money on schools. So I'm going to choose to, you know, budget those money for the, the school system. And then there's a, a catastrophe. Could that be a situation where you could argue that that official should have known or did know that that they were you know risking uh, a disaster that then came to to happen? Well, that certainly you know, could, could give rise to negligence liability. Uh, I think more likely civil liability than criminal liability, which would require uh, really reckless, willful, gross misconduct. I see. Okay, so. Just to kind of wrap it up, uh, overall, it sounds like um, it's that classic sort of Washington kind of thing where, you know, what did you know and when did you know it? You know, if you can't get held criminally liable uh, for making the wrong decision uh, on an environmental issue, but you can get held criminally liable if you made the wrong decision and then cover up the fact that you made the wrong decision. I guess is that is that how it is? Well, especially in a situation where the wrong decision was... Uh, not to take action that easily could have been taken to alleviate the problem. That's it for today's episode of Parts Per Billion. If you want more environmental news, check us out on Twitter. We use the handle at environment, just that, at environment, nothing else. I'm at David B. Schultz. If you want to chat with me about anything that's on your mind, today's episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself and Josh Block. Parts Per Billion was created by Jessica Coombs and Rachel Daigle. The music for today's episode is A Message by Jazar and The Quest by Tom Hillock and Nicholas Boscovich, who are used under a Creative Commons license. Thank you all so much for listening. This is Adam Allington, and I'm here to announce a new season of Uncommon Law, a narrative podcast series from Bloomberg Law. Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! 
My co-host and I will speak with African-American attorneys and hear their perspectives on how big law is, or in some cases, isn't adapting to become more diverse and inclusive. It's not fair, but what can be better than being on the front lines of helping to make this country better for all of us? If not us, who? If not now, when? Just search for Uncommon Law wherever you get your podcasts. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.